Shalom Mishpocha. Shalom family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. <laughs> We're the Mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile, it's finally come down to form one new man. Getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. Well, my guest is red hot for the Messiah. Uh, her name is Glenda Jackson. I have originally found out about her the way we find out about many of the guests that we have. We don't look on, uh, say, Christian television or something to find a good guest. It's kind of word of mouth. And one of my guests said the most precise prophetess that he knows is Glenda Jackson. So I decided, well, I've got to get to know this woman. And then I found out her great aunt was Maria Woodworth Etter. And for those that aren't familiar with Maria Woodworth Etter, uh, she uh, ministered in the 1800, late 1800s. Remember, that was before women were accepted in ministry, before we had good public address systems, before we had internet, before we had television, uh, before any of the mass media that we had. And she would gather crowds of 25,000 people. I mean, the power of God would fall and hundreds of people would fall out. Uh, and uh, she literally, and there's a true statement, rocked the secular world. Uh, she also rocked the Christian world. They hadn't seen anything like that before. And then reporters came to investigate her. And, and you know, Glenda, I love the story of the reporters because she would go into trances. She would be frozen for three days. And so the reporters felt she was faking it. So they would take pins and they would stick her with the pins and she wouldn't react. And I understand, Glenda, that the most skeptical of reporters were the first one to fall over when the presence of God came. Do you know if that was true? Yes, it was. It. Uh, my dad, when he was uh, a child, his dad used to take him to her meeting. And my grandfather would fall out. They'd have to put him in a wagon and uh, drive him back to the house uh, with a team of horses because <laughs> he was a farmer and he would have to be awakened so he could start farming. But she was very powerful, and God used her in signs and wonders, and many would be saved. Uh, her crowds would Many, 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 uh, sometimes three-fourths of them that were not saved would accept the Lord through signs and wonders and uh, going into trances. When they would go into trances, they would be uh, taken up to heaven to the throne of God and witness Jesus. And uh, no one could deny the power of God in her meetings. You know, she said, tell, tell me if this is true. She said that every sign and wonder that she was doing, none of it was new. It's just we lost it. Would you agree with that? Yes, amen. Amen. She brought back the faith that was once delivered to the church and stirred people up through 
the mighty works, and uh, they would go expecting to be healed no matter what they had. Even doctors and attorneys came to her and were healed in mighty, uh, through mighty signs and wonders. Now, just out of curiosity, you come from a long line of, uh, of uh, Pentecostal ministers, uh, and uh, did your father ever hint that you might have some of the uh, anointing that was transferred through the generation of your great aunt? Yes, he did, and he would take me to all of the meetings. He had tent revivals, and uh, uh when I was eight years old, I saw a creative miracle in his ministry, and afterwards he told me the same things are going to happen in your meetings. And he told me that uh, when he would take me to prophets and they didn't even know us, they would prophesy over me. Even Shambok prophesied over me at a tent revival. Uh, do you remember what he prophesied over you? I was 23 years old, and he told me that in the latter days, God was going to raise me up with signs and wonders that... Uh, the churches had not seen in years, and uh, I've always uh, kept those prophecies in my heart and thanked God and believed for them. And I always ask God to keep me humble that I might uh, bring victory and and not put shame on his name but to lift him up and that the church my desire is to see the church back in the power of almighty god like i witnessed in the 50s now your dad well in addition to having your secular job as a butcher but by night he was an evangelist he moved in signs and wonders one day a horrible thing happened. He cut his finger off. Explain. Yes. While he was uh, uh, do using the bandsaw, he cut his finger off and because uh, he was uh, had his Bible on the butcher block, and he always was reading because he was holding a revival at night. Sometimes they would last six weeks. Well, he cut his finger off, and he grabbed the cheesecloth, which uh, and wiped it up, and uh, uh, the blood from the block, and threw the cheesecloth cloth into the sink. And he went straight down the alleyway to the doctor's office, and he was waiting there for quite some times. Uh, and the doctor wanted to uh, uh, sew his. Uh, or the finger came off to sew it up, and he wouldn't let the doctor. He said, I'm praying right now that my wife will come in, because she worked with him, my mother, and said, I'm waiting for her to bring down uh, the finger, and I want you to sew it on. And he said, oh, I can't do that, because it'll cause gangrene. You'll lose your whole arm. He said, no, I have a great physician, Jesus, and I'm waiting for him to do his work. He's the creator of heaven and earth. 
any witness, though, to that doctor. And my mother came in and found it, and he, she brought it down, and he said, I've been waiting and praying. But in those days, and it's coming back, the Spirit moved on different ones, like in the book of Acts, and they knew what to do by the Spirit of Almighty God. And my dad had him sew it back on, and he went home, and we went to church that but, 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 but wait a second. I understand the doctor was very upset, even made your dad sign a waiver because he thought there's no way this is going to grow back. Amen. And uh, this uh, uh, sign, uh, paper he signed ended up in the uh, uh, medical journal. But I was eight years old, and we were going every night to the tent revival. And uh, uh, we came home at night, and he was suffering with that finger. It hurt him so bad, but not while he ministered. There was no pain while he ministered at night until he got home. And then red streaks started going up his arm. And my mother, she said, oh, uh, you should have listened to the doctor, because look at that. And he said, I'm listening to the great physician, so don't uh, uh, talk like that. I don't want any doubt in uh, my spirit. And so this uh, night, we got ready to go, and you could feel, Sid, the faith in the air. And uh, the people, there are times you can feel faith, no matter what people say. It was in the air. I was eight years old. I could feel it all through my body. And I went and got in the car, and I looked at my brother and sister. They were younger. And I said, the devil doesn't know what he's in for tonight. And so when we got there... It, oh, it was packed out. God got the crowd together. That's what I like. When Jesus is in the house, there's going to be a crowd. And my dad was preaching under the anointing stronger than I'd ever heard. He hit the pulpit, and the old finger flew off, and a brand new one grew in its place, and people were so excited. Now, now, Glenda, did you see this with your eyes at eight years of age? Yes. I, I, that is, is did, it grow, did the finger grow out instantly or gradually? One just appeared. It was just like, it just all at once came on his on where the old finger was and uh now now listen you know i i believe in the impossible but you are stretching me right now glenda <laughs> but it truly happened okay <laughs> and i even uh met a minister uh and a uh my assistant that's coming with me her husband knew my dad personally and knew about that. And it was in uh, the services he had, he told about it. And when the old finger flew off, there was a paraplegic born that way in a wheelchair, never had walked. 
the old finger hit him, and he was healed instantly. Uh, did he get up and start walking? He sure did. He ran. I, I don't know if an old dead finger hit me in the face. I'd be walking. I'd be screaming. <laughs> oh, he jumped up, and, and he started running. Glenda is the great niece of Marie Wordworth Etter, who had, from what I see, one of the greatest signs and wonders ministry uh, of a female that I've ever heard of. I mean, in the late 1800s, with no, no even public address system, no mass media like we have today, she would gather crowds of up to 25,000 people because the power of God would fall on people. And not just one or two would fall out in the spirit. Hundreds would fall out. I mean, the secular press came. Uh, she literally rocked the secular press's world. Um, and Glenda, I understand that she would go into trances. And normally when someone goes into a trance, they either go to heaven or they're translated to another part of the world. But uh, this was kind of ridiculous. She was speaking in front in the pulpit and she would go in a trance and she would be like frozen with her hand up in the air. I haven't seen this. Uh, you've heard the stories, but sometimes she would be in that pose with her hand over her head, uh, frozen for three days. Is that your understanding? Yes, she was. Yes, and people that came to her meetings, especially children, would go into trances, fall out into trances. They would see heaven, and uh, uh, the trances would cause people to accept the Lord. One man came in, and he was so upset because his daughter was coming there every night. She, I, I believe she was about 12 years old. And he started uh, yelling at my aunt, saying, uh, you have uh, hypnotized my daughter, and I want her out of here. I do not want her ever back here. <laughs> and my aunt told him, fine, she's laying right over there. Go get her and take her home. He went over, knelt down, and took her hand, and he went out in a trance. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I agree with what your great aunt used to teach. She taught she's doing nothing new. It's just been lost. That's why I'm so excited that we have her finest book. I mean, it's it's uh, 574 pages of teaching of the things that we've lost, so that you can move in these this same power. Um, but Glenda. Uh, you've had a lot of problems in your life. For instance, uh, your husband uh, had epilepsy. He went insane, and uh, an angel appeared to give you help. Tell me about that angel that gave you uh, that gave you that ministry of deliverance. He was the biggest angel I've ever seen in my life, and just shining. He was shining, and and. Uh, uh, the robe he had on was so shiny, and it was like a sash around his waist, and it was just the 
brightest color of gold I've ever seen in my life, and he was just shining, his face shining, and he had a flaming sword, and he handed me the sword, and he said, I've been sent from the Most High God and uh, to give you this, and uh, you're going to uh, go in, and uh, the Lord is going to send you to hard cases, and uh, they're going to be healed or delivered. And uh, so he told me to go in there. I brought my husband home, and because the Lord had told me, bring him home, check him out of that hospital. And he didn't know me. He didn't know anybody. And I brought him home. They could, he was like the man in the tombs. He could not uh, eat, or uh, and he was couldn't keep clothes on him. And so I went in there, and the doctor had told me, because our kids were real little then, and he said, he will kill you and those kids. And I wouldn't listen to that false prophecy. I took him home. And after the angel left, I went in there, and I touched him with that sword, and I demanded them uh, devils to come out of him in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. And they began to name themselves as they came out. And uh, he had seven all together, and they named themselves. And uh, I seen... Uh, the last one, as it came out, it was, oh, they all look uh, horrible, but I had no fear because that angel, he said I was anointed with the Spirit of the Lord. And without the Spirit of the Lord, you cannot do, the anointing is not uh, there like people think it is. But Jesus said, uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And Samson wished not that the Spirit of the Lord departed. He still had the anointing. He got up to go forth. But you can't afford to lose the Spirit of the Lord, for the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And he set up, and he was totally set free, never had to take any of that uh, medicine again. And he had grand mal seizures. He had 27 when the ambulance took him that night, totally out of his mind. And I've seen God heal and deliver so many like that uh, that were insane. And we're getting to, we're going to see when these signs and wonders come back. Uh, in my aunt's meeting, they brought her a uh, boy. This woman brought her son, and he was so insane. He uh, barked like a dog, and he would bite people. And everyone, when she brought him in, were, was afraid of him, scared to death. The church is scared of people like that. And my aunt brought him up, and uh, the Spirit of the Lord came on her. She set him free in the name of Jesus. He was never again like that in his total mind. 
it even the police officers came to the tent to see who had set him free because they knew they had had to get him and go to the mom's house many times to stop him from hurting her and he would come and testify and he was on fire for jesus and uh, he became a preacher now is it really true that you told the, your husband's doctors who warned you that uh, you, you could lose your life by taking him out of the institution uh, that you had found a new physician oh yes I told them, I went back because they told me, go home because we have papers for you to sign and uh, put him and keep him uh, put away forever. And they even told me, you're young and, and uh, you need to get a divorce and get another uh, husband because uh, he'll never be nothing but a vegetable. And so I told them, I'll be back in the morning. I got to go uh think and pray about this. And so I went back in the morning and I told him, I said, I have a new uh, physician and uh, I'm going to commit him. First, I said, I've come and I'm going to commit him. And they said, oh, good. And they gave me the paper and I said, not to you guys. I have a new physician and he makes house calls and (laughs) set him free. And he said, uh, uh, well, we'll just get a uh, 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 power of attorney, and we'll put him away. And I said, go right ahead, get your power of attorney, but the same one that's my great physician is also my attorney. And they were so <laughs> mad, they cursed through the paper at me, told me to get him, get him out of there. Uh, I'll tell you, Glenda, there's got to be a movie about some of these stories. But you know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned that so many of these great understandings and secrets are moving in the supernatural and signs and wonders uh, that when the, the men and women of God died out, the people just lost it. They they had no idea. So that's why I'm so excited about your great aunt's book. Uh, Marie Woodworth Etter wrote a book called Signs and Wonders, which we're making available. The book is 574 pages, jam-packed with revelation teaching that you can— it's sort of like the way I look at it, Glenda, is if someone were to travel with her— they would operate in the same signs and wonders. If someone were to travel with you, they would operate in the same signs and wonders. I believe as they read this book, and especially as they get your three-CD set, I can't think of anything more important than knowing the voice of God. Glenda Jackson put together three CDs, and we have her great aunt's book uh, available. Uh, The three CDs are known as Knowing the voice of God, she learned from heaven how you can hear the voice of God. But then the third CD is on end-time prophecy. And I understand as you were doing this, uh, you weren't just talking about what God had previously shown you. You came under the spirit of prophecy. Yes, and I began to prophesy. And uh, the man that was recording uh 
making the CD at the studio in Southern California, he came up, didn't even believe in prophecy, and he asked me, uh, will you pray for me, lay hands on me right now and prophesy over me? And uh, I said, well, if the Lord has a word, I'll give it to you. And I laid hands on him, and prophecy came upon him, and he was just shaking under the power of God. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, Jesus and an angel appeared and told you something. Yes, it was two angels, one on each side of him. And uh, Jesus told me, I couldn't even look up at his face. It was so bright, uh, my bedroom. It just lit up. And it was just like the sun came out of the sky and came into my bedroom. And I fell at his feet, and he told me, uh, I have come and uh, to anoint you as a prophet. And he said I was going to have a uh, be a prophet like Jeremiah. And, of course, I hadn't read Jeremiah at all. And he said exactly, uh, before you were born, I knew you while you were in your mother's belly. And uh, then uh, he told me I would be a, a prophet to the nations and uh, back, and also to uh, the churches uh, to bring back the power of God to prophesy it back, and he was going to restore the faith that was once delivered to the church. And so he said, many will turn against you and won't believe it, but I am for you, and and uh, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of them. And he said, sometimes when you prophesy, it'll look like it's not going to come out that way, but it always will. And if you will serve me and uh, walk before uprightly before me with clean hands, he said, not one word will fall to the ground. That's what it says in the Bible about Samuel. And you told me that you believe that you are just moving into this realm now. Right. Yes. I believe this is uh, now because he told me uh, everything he was doing was for the lad- my latter days uh, and for the latter days of the saints, and that he would bring me forth and uh, out of the desert. And I never knew I was going to the desert, but I did. And I told him I uh, want to uh, uh, have the power of uh, God, and he said, don't seek my power, seek my will. When you seek my will, then the power will be there to do my will. And uh, then all at once, an altar appeared in front of me, and an angel took like a hot coal off of it and touched my mouth. And I didn't know that they had done that for Isaiah either. And the Lord said the same thing, whom shall I send? And I said, I was crying uh, hard, and I said, Lord, send me. I'll go anywhere you want me to go to do your will. How can you turn the Lord down 
when he's done so much for us. Tell me a few of the prophecies that you've had over the years that have come to pass. Well, I prophesied that I was in a uh, big church on a Sunday evening ministering, and all at once the Spirit of the Lord stopped me, and I prophesied that Reagan was going to be shot but not killed. And then God had me have everybody stand and pray that he would not die, and that's what we did. And then I uh, prophesied the Berlin Wall was coming down, and it happened. Uh, I have prophesied, uh, you know this one, of uh, in 07, I prophesied that Obama was going to be president, and I saw a vision of him, didn't know who he was. Most people didn't even know who he was. And, of course, uh, it came to pass that he became the president, and then I prophesied that he was going to get it again. And I prophesied in California that Gray Davis was going to be impeached and put out, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be put in. And that came to pass. And I have prophesied over many people uh, in the on the Indian reservations uh, things, and it came to pass. I prophesied their healings, and it came to pass, and uh, just about everything. And uh, the pastor that saw that vision on you, uh, God sent me to his church. I'd never met him, and uh, I prophesied that they were going to have a baby girl, and uh, they couldn't have children. I didn't know that. They had one boy, and he was almost 12, and uh, they said the doctor told them they couldn't have any children. And two weeks later, his wife became pregnant. She told the doctor, I'm going to have a girl because the prophet told us, and it was a girl. Yeah, you know, uh, Glenda, uh, the uh, pastor you're telling me about never heard my name, never heard anything about me. And never, he, I have never mentioned anything to him. Hmm. I don't see him that often. And what, what was his prophetic word about me? He said he's seen you digging uh, with a shovel and uh, digging out channels. Interesting, because when, when you hear channels, you think in terms of channels of water. But when I hear channels, I think in term of, terms of TV networks and things like that. And boy, we're so busy doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, that uh, it was uh, networks. Huh. Oh, okay. And by the way, for those that aren't aware of it, uh, we are on uh, television 28 times a week in Israel. And Glenda, you told me what the number 28 means. Amen. And he said he saw, uh, he heard the voice of God say when he saw you and you digging those out, I'm taking him into places he has never been. Well, that's sure happening. We're in Ukraine 
uh, 14 times a, a week throughout the nation of Ukraine. We're in Latin America, every every nook and cranny of Latin America. We're in Iran, Afghanistan, <laughs> Iraq, um, throughout the whole Middle East. Uh, um, I'm I'm I am just amazed. But then our new ISN, its supernatural network. That's the, I mean, anyone can go to the app store and get a free app. Just just Google Sid Roth um, and and you'll get a free a free app at the app store. Just put the name uh, Sid Roth in and you'll get uh, hundreds of our television shows and our new shows uh, free of charge uh, in high definition. And only God knows where that's going to go. Uh, but Glenda, uh, what is so exciting is God's shown you a number of things that's going to that are shortly going to come to pass. Uh, but uh, and I asked you to prepare a tape uh, with all the things He had shown you, and instead of that, in addi- addition to those things, you started prophesying things you had never thought before on the special uh, CD that we're making available. It's, in fact, it's three CD set called Knowing the voice of God. You you have spent 50 years being taught by the Spirit of God how to know His voice, and you're putting all these revelations plus the prophecies in these three CDs called Knowing the Voice of God, and then the book, 574 pages from a woman that most people have never heard of that was able to gather at a time that women, it wasn't even acceptable to preach in 1885, no public address systems, and she would gather as many as 25,000 people. I mean, everyone knew about her at the time, and her contention was these amazing signs and wonders that were occurring were nothing new. It just got lost. Well, I want Marie Woodworth Etter. uh, We have her book, Signs and Wonders. I want her to mentor you. It'll be just like walking with her. I want Glenda Jackson to mentor you on her 50 years of experience of knowing the voice of God and then what she sees happening shortly to the world. Uh, And we're making this all available for a gift of $35. Uh, Tell me one thing, just one thing that you know is going to happen in the near future uh, that God has shown you. In the near future, well, first of all, great revival is coming. It's coming, and it's going to come in times of trouble. He showed me that uh, tsunamis and all of that are going to intensify, earthquakes. And uh, he showed me that, uh, but we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear because for the church, it's going to bring the church to their knees and and he's going to heal the land like he said. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I told God, that is a funny thing. How He didn't say he would hear from earth. He said he would hear from heaven. And I said, Heavenly Father, what do you mean by that? And he told me that he's not going to take our word for nothing anymore. He will turn to his son and he will hear from heaven and Jesus will tell the Father if we have turned from our wicked ways. Whoops, we're out of time. We'll pick up here tomorrow.
Glenda, I asked you, um, and we ran out of time yesterday, some things God's shown you about nations for the future. Just tell me one thing. Nations are going uh, to get an opportunity to accept Jesus. The gospel is going to be more powerful, signs and wonders being used in the Middle East and around the world. But it's going to take signs and wonders, the Lord showed me. There's no other way. Because the Lord is going, uh, he wants to be lifted up. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men to me. And the Lord told me it's only going to come through signs and wonders. Well, do you believe that the reason he's expanding our ministry so rapidly, especially in the Middle East, uh, is because that's what we equip Christians to do? That's right. That's right. Just like the Lord showed me last night when I was praying for today. He said that uh, if they would read that book and believe of my aunts, believe every word of it, uh, anointing will fall on them and they will be able to do some things in that book, even greater things Jesus said that we would do. And I believe your ministry is about to do greater works like Jesus said, and that's what he's raised up you four for these last days. Yeah, you know, I, I, you had an experience that, uh, well, it, it's something that I don't think you really wanted, but you knew God wanted you to have this experience for the last days. And that was in 1979. Uh, you had a visit to hell. Uh, yes. Tell me some of the things you observed. Well, an angel came and uh, took me to hell, and uh, I wasn't—he didn't tell me he was taking me to hell. He just took my hand, and we were all at once over this uh, real dark river. And when we got out in the middle, we fell. I started going down, down, down. And when I got, I saw the mouth of hell. And uh, I went, started descending down with him, and I grabbed a hold of him, and I wouldn't let go of him. I was so terrified. I couldn't hardly stand the smell of it. And I asked him, where are we? And he said, we are in the center, the belly of the of earth, and that was the Jordan River we crossed. People that are ready for heaven and that are going to hell, when they get out there, they fall. And uh, devils take them down uh, to uh, the bottomless pit. And when you get down there, uh, there's no floor under you. And you see it's bottomless, but yet it uh, you're like in midair. And the smell was so bad I couldn't stand it. And uh, the first person I saw, I saw was a famous singer that had just died. And he, uh, who who was that? Elvis Presley. In hell. In hell. And I told the uh, angel. The angel spoke to me real sharply and said, "Why do you marvel at him?" 
And I said, because I know him. And I said, I, I'm sorry, I, I know of him. And I said, everybody said he went to heaven. And he said, well, you know the truth now. And I, he said, you must tell people. And I said, they will not believe me. They, and he said, it doesn't matter if people believe you. You still have a commandment to do. And then I saw, and he was tormented, and he looked exactly like he uh, did on earth. He looked the same age when he died and everything. And the angel let me know that when you die up here and you're going to hell, you remain that same look in hell. It's totally opposite of heaven. And then I saw uh, like lava coming down through the middle and it was burning people and it was so hot and I heard an explosion and the angel told me said every time a volcano explodes it's hell enlarging her mouth to receive the people and so that lava kept coming and burning them and they're not even in the lake of fire yet and but that lava burns them and oh it stinks down there i seen rich people i seen hitler i just seen uh uh people that were famous up here and rich people and i seen presidents and uh, uh the, t- tell I, me one president that you saw one of the presidents I saw, if I'm able to speak it, God says speak it, was Kennedy. And uh, I just started weeping and weeping and weeping. And uh, they were, a lot of them were cur- cursing God because they were down there. And uh, I saw uh, people that were uh, rapists. And I knew they were rapists because you have to, I have, discernment and I could tell and not far from the rapist was the one he raped and murdered and people will say well they're in a better place but if they're not ready to go they both go there and the rapist was so uh wanting uh what he his uh uh, that fed his flesh was even greater, the temptation, and he couldn't do anything about it. There was dope addicts, and they wanted dope, more dope, screaming out for it, and they could not get it. And the angel told me the one that could deliver all of them, they denied, so they have to go through eternity like this. If you die with a talent, and you're in hell, you're going to, uh, Elvis was singing Amazing Grace. There was no anointing on it, and nobody was asking, wanting him to uh, do request of his songs. Everything in hell uh, is what they were called to do. I saw preachers preaching, and they had no anointing. And uh, they didn't want to preach, but they had to preach. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. I said, down, uh, I do not ever want to come down here again. And I was just crying and crying. And it was so real, Sid. Oh, uh, Glenda, I have to ask you this. Were they in constant torment 24-7, the people? Yes. And it will never stop, ever. 
and there was congregations stopping their ears because the preachers, pastors, evangelists that went down there had to preach the truth. And for the first time, these congregations, they didn't want to hear the truth, but they're going to have to hear it through eternity. And the angel told me, I said, why are they preaching down here? And I've had people tell me, oh, there's no preaching in hell. I said, and I asked Jesus, and he said, tell them I went there and preached. And he had to preach to the fallen angels, and he's got preachers preaching. And they, and then he reminded me of David. David said, if I cannot get away from God, if I descend into hell, he's there. Well, God's not there, but his word is being preached. Because God is going to, if you don't want him up here, you're going to hear about him all through eternity. But, but there is no hope when someone is in hell. No, no. And uh, I don't care what uh, ministers or churches try to say that they can buy you out of hell or they can do this. You don't have to believe me, but ask God to show you hell, and I know he will. And when the angel finally brought me back, I was crying. And I said, why did I have to go there? And he said, because the Lord wanted to teach you and give you love, love that wants to win souls. And so I started crying, and I couldn't tell anybody about my visit for a long time. And uh, I saw people with cancer. There was no medicine for them, no pain killers, nothing. And they uh, smell so bad they couldn't even stand themselves. And they have to be like that through eternity. I saw tormentors like Jesus said in the word, go turn them, cast them out to outer darkness and turn them over to their tormentors. And I saw devils biting people, just taking hunks of their flesh and it would come back and they would bleed and they would scream blood-curling screams that no Hollywood people could ever imitate it. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, Glenda, I'm sorry. We're out of time right now, but I want you to tell about your experience of going to heaven tomorrow and the revelation God gave you in reference to faith. Now, God has given her revelations on how to hear God's voice. We have a three-CD set. Two are knowing the voice of God, and one has to do with with the things God's showing her that are about to happen on planet Earth, uh, end-time prophecy. We're making the three-CD set and her great-aunt's book, Marie Woodworth Etter, Signs and Wonders, 574 pages, all available for $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. Glenda Jackson was sharing that in 1979, she went to hell. She saw famous preachers there. Uh, She saw, did you, uh, could you tell me one famous preacher you saw there? 
Well, I'd rather not. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll pass on that. Uh, but that's hard to believe. But but she did. Uh, but then in 2008, you had a visit to heaven. Very different. Tell me about it. Okay. I was uh, ministering in uh, a big church, and I went out. I fell out in the spirit like a trance. And two angels took me to the throne of heaven, and uh, I was, I fell at the throne. I knew the Father was sitting over, and that Jesus was at his right hand, and I couldn't even look up. And uh, let me tell you, in heaven, I call it the wallpaper of heaven is nothing but the Word, and it's moving constantly, the Word going through heaven. And uh, I saw all of these uh, golden shields being brought in by angels and laying around the throne. And I was weeping and weeping, and uh, uh, the angel touched me, and uh, Jesus told me, said, uh, all of these shields are being brought back. They're shields of faith. And uh, my people are laying them down. They're going to everything else uh, to get their help. They're going to the world to get their help. Ministers are going to the Internet to get their sermons. And uh, people are, are not using faith anymore. And so I looked way in the distance, and I could see the devil afar off. And Jesus started explaining and teaching faith to me. And he began to show me, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Of course, we know that. And then there was something in uh, Hebrews 11th chapter, the faith chapter, that says, Now faith is, and he is the substance. And he told me, do you know what the substance is? And I said, no, that everybody hopes for. He said, it's me. I am the substance. And then he showed me that when you have him, the substance, your faith is going to work right, and you're going to seek him for everything you need. And he showed me the word now, in, capital N, capital O, capital W. You turn it around, and it spells one, W-O-N. He's already won the victory for us. All we got to do is believe it with the faith that was once delivered to the church. And he told me, uh, go tell my people that the devil's not after anything they have but their faith. And when they get that faith, then he can destroy them. He said, uh, remember what I told Simon? He said, I told Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift thee as wheat, but I have prayed that thy faith fail thee not. He said, I never prayed for Simon, for the devil to leave him alone. I never prayed for the devil to get out of the way. I prayed for his faith not to fail. And he said, see where I'm sitting as the intercessor? Go tell my people I'm not praying for anybody to get healed. And I started weeping, and I said, I thought that's what you were all about. He said, I am, but I already did 
the work. It's up to you on earth now. I've given you, uh, I'm praying for your faith. You have anointed faith, and you have faith that's impossible to fail if you accept the faith I'm praying over. He said, I'm not praying for anyone to get saved. I've already done the work. You go tell my people that. And then, uh, oh, I have to stop here. Kolabasi, olalabashandaikai, ilabarandai, kolabasi, koyabasandai, ilabahandai. And I say unto thee, my people, know that you must have this faith that I once brought to you. I say unto thee, seek my face. For there is much trouble coming upon this earth. There are many disasters. But if you'll follow me and have my faith, saith the Lord, ye shall win and ye shall be victorious over every evil plot that the enemy has against you. Know this, that in this country, they're going to try to change many laws, saith the Lord. But I am going to raise my people up to Obey my word. Things that happened under Daniel are going to happen in this land, saith the Lord. They're going to want you to bow down to their gods. But I say unto thee, through signs and wonders, you shall win many people. Many lost shall come to me. You must do my signs and my wonders, saith God. They are for you and for the church. Did not I say I send it upon high? so that I could deliver gifts unto men. I say unto thee, ye shall do greater works. Ye shall raise the dead by multitude, saith the Lord. That is not hard to believe if you walk in the supernatural. This faith will give you the supernatural walk, saith the Lord. It is a powerful walk. It's the walk I walked in, saith the Lord. It's the walk my apostles walked in and now I'm going to grant you the permission to walk in this supernatural power and I say unto thee sin my son you're going to walk in greater supernatural I'm going to cause supernatural things to happen on your program such as never before even the dead are going to be raised on your program saith God and many shall fall on their knees and faith and accept me not only in your off in your uh, audience but in their homes. I say unto thee, cancer's going to be healed greater, and the things that cancer caused for people to lose, and that diabetes, you're going to overcome diabetes among the people, saith the Lord. You're going to speak a word in due season, and all the diabetics are going to be healed, and the ones that have lost legs and arms and stuff, they're going to have supernatural natural growth back saith the Lord and I say only believe fear not for I am with thee saith the Lord well praise God uh, I, I, I have to ask you something uh, we're making available your great aunt's uh, book Marie Woodworth Edders I mean it is 574 pages jam-packed with her revelation and teaching. This was a woman uh, that I, 
I really have never even heard of anyone uh, that has had a ministry like hers uh, before or after, but she said people did before, but we just lost it. Uh, What's going to happen when someone reads this book, Glenda? That anointing's going to come on them. The anointing is going to come upon them, and uh, they're just going to step forward, and God's going to start using them, and these are going to start happening. He's going to send ministers into other nations, and it's going to happen. All they have to do is believe it, speak the word. She, He didn't love her any more than he has uh, loves anybody. He loves all the same, and he is one people. He's calling them into supernatural uh, signs and wonders. And we've got to answer the call. And how important is your three CD set, Knowing the Voice of God? I mean, uh, the revelations that you you bring forth in those three CDs, uh, will this make a difference in people hearing God's voice? Oh, yes. You've got to hear God's voice. You've got to know. Jesus said, I don't do anything, only what the Father shows me to do. And he spoke to his son. Uh, And he was uh, in the flesh, God in the flesh. And if he had to hear his father's voice, we do too. And these uh, CDs will, I guarantee, teach you how to hear God's voice. And I'm so amazed at the prophetic word that you were teaching on end-time events, and the prophetic word came forth. I mean, you have seen the rapture. Uh, As a young child, you saw the rapture. So we're making the three-CD set and the book, Signs and Wonders, by Maria Woodworth Etter, all available for $35. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.